Hello, my wonderful friends. Welcome to Fate FM Drive Time Big Q&A. This is the program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion, and the Bible. And where we look at the world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I am Nick Prita, the South Australian Regional Coordinator for Faith FM, and I'm very happy to be with you today. Thank you for tuning in. It's always our privilege to welcome you, and we would, li- would love you to have with us during this program. And you can be part of the program today with us if you send us a text message. We may be able to share that text message uh, and... Um, um, share with us your thoughts uh, in regard to the topic we have for today. You just need to send um, your uh, text message to zero four double eight double eight zero eight double one. On the same number, we'll give you the free offer for today, and this is a good one today. Stay tuned, and later on we'll um, be able to share with you the free offer. But I would like to welcome. Uh, uh, our co-host today, and it's again Tracy Papandreou. Tracy, good to have you with us. Hi, Nick. It's good to be here, and hi to all the listeners. Now, Tracy is uh, a member of the Brighton Seventh-day Adventist Church here in South Oz, and um, we kind of uh, borrowed her or uh, from from another part of the country uh, but she shared with us that uh, she feels like home here now yes. and it's good it's good Tracy to to feel like that um, not that we can travel much these days in <laughs> between the states hopefully that will change soon um, Tracy it's a very passionate um, you know, speaker and uh, to share good the good news of the Bible with as many people as possible. And that's what we are doing uh, through radio also, Tracy. And um, we are very happy to have you with us. Uh, this uh, week, uh, again, we had a, a good uh, um, set of uh, discussions, you know, a good topic, actually. Um, we are uh, talking about the Bible and the media in a post-biblical culture. Now, when we mention the word media, straight away we're thinking of all sorts of things and the implication of media. What's your um, uh, kind of um, approach and uh, how is media uh, influencing your life? Um, I'm actually, I have limited media because uh, I'm I'm one who never joined Facebook. Um, I just don't have time to, to be on Facebook. And uh, having moved from, from Sydney and in a house that needs renovation, all that kind of thing, I've virtually got no furniture, so I've got no TV. So um, I'm, I'm in a really limited position with media right now, but, but um, to be honest, I'm actually enjoying it. Uh, so I, I really really think uh, it's Im- it's important what we let in and we'll be discussing that later on today uh, but but yeah I think uh, we should never under- underestimate how much media can influence us. Yeah, absolutely and we dealt with um, some of the aspects for example one of our programs a bit earlier in the week um, do biblical uh, Christians have a media problem 
You know, I think it was a very good question, and uh, Joseph and Will, they dealt with that very well. And by the way, if you miss some of these programs, and if you like to listen back, uh, you can always uh, go to our website, uh, uh, faithfm.com.au, uh, or you just um, download our uh, app, Faith FM Australia. Make sure that's Faith FM Australia, because otherwise you may go to Faith FM uh, America or whatever, uh, but yeah, uh, and it's in the podcast area, correct. isn't it? Where they would need to. Yeah, go, if you go yeah. on the website, yeah, yes. you'll uh, you'll. Um, I mean, the, the website will take you through um, all those steps, and uh, if you have also other inquiries, you know, it's good to always visit uh, the the website. Um, and another one, uh, Tracy, uh, was: uh, uh, Do the scriptures speak to a media obsessed? Age, that was, I think, very relevant, you know, yes. for uh, for the time we live in. Or uh, what about mild violence and soft porn? Now that was a very touchy one. Mm. And uh, look, I believe uh, um, lots of Christians uh, should have listened to that program. And if you haven't, maybe you go back again to our podcast mm. and look into that. Um, how do I guide uh, my children through the media jungle? Uh, this is a must, uh, you know, uh, um, hear it, uh, because uh, indeed the children are the ones which are more vulnerable and exposed to this sort of thing, you know, and sometime with the the parents not knowing anything uh, what's going on. So many children have their own their own smartphones these Mm. days and so have access to things that that their parents might even not even know that that they're accessing. Yeah, we are going to talk today a bit more about um, how do I handle mistakes and uh, how do um, grow in media responsibility, because that's the the thing which we want to wrap it up uh, a little bit and learn uh, some good lessons, you know, open the Bible and learn from the Bible and uh, see how can we control uh, this uh, phenomenon, I can say, because to be honest, I grew up in a place where uh, we didn't have even electricity. And when we have the radio, first radio, that was something special. Uh, and I still treasure radio. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I believe that the radio is coming very strongly back. Um, even though a couple of decades, let's say, it was losing a little bit in, 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 in the, uh, in front of, uh, other, other areas, you know, like uh, internet and YouTube and so on and so forth. But, you know, with the radio, we can be with you wherever you are in the car, in the tractor, uh, um, maybe for a joke, uh, uh, just make sure that uh, you have us tuned, uh, you know, uh, with your radio uh, on uh, 88. By the way, this I must say now, uh, depends where you live in the country or some areas. If you have sometimes you like to listen on the radio and if you experience some, uh, um, you know, issues with the um, signal, make sure that you will try to tune to another frequency because we are broadcasting on three frequencies, 88.0, 87.8 and 87.6. For example, here in South Australia, I will encourage our listeners, if you have those issues, 
try 87.8 also because you may have better reception. But if you really want to um, sort that problem, uh, make sure that you have the app uh, ready on your smartphone or visit our website. Well, uh, uh, just before we moving on, I uh, just have here a bit of um, uh, ad and then we'll continue with our program. This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. I'm happy to welcome David Lima from Family Voice Australia on our program today. Good to see you back in the studio, David. Well, it's always good to broadcast with you in person here, Nick. We also enjoying, you know, and we can chat even though you may be far from our studio. Yeah. And uh, that's always good that we can use all this technology, you know, mm. to connect. And uh, particularly today talking about uh, media, you know, and uh, how we use these tools. I think it's very, very important. Now, um, the Family Voice Australia for many years raised concerns about media standards. Yes. What is happening to media standards, mm. David? Well, going from bad to worse, uh, unfortunately, over many decades we have fought standards, although I should say that we had a magnificent win back in the 70s when, would you believe, that child pornography was legal here in South Australia? Wow. And so we led the campaign there, which has led that now to be reformed. But um, despite that early win, we've had a series of failures as increasingly the standards which have governed the way in which media presents uh, sexuality and uh, that sort of thing have uh, sadly deteriorated. But we continue to fight battles on that matter. So I'm sorry to say, Nick, that things seem to be going from bad to worse out there in the media standards. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I agree with that, uh, David. What is happening to media standards? Should Christian people be concerned about media? Mm. Oh, absolutely. Uh, it's one thing for you and I to say, right, that's it. You know, no computers in our house, no television or whatever it might be, which I don't advise, by the way. But even if we took that sort of uh, strict approach, what about our neighbour? We're, we're called to love our neighbour. Mm. And if our neighbour is being exposed to harm, it's no good us saying, well, that's their problem because we're to love our neighbour as ourselves. And, and that means that we've got to make sure that our neighbour is protected from harm. Often our neighbour doesn't realise the harm that's going on. And there's a wonderful story about the frog boiled in boiling water, which mm. it's a bit crude, but apparently if you put a, a frog into cold water and um, heat it up slowly, it doesn't notice the difference and it ends up getting cooked, whereas mm. if you throw it into very hot water, it notices straight away and jumps out and saves its life. The same is true about media standards. You know, what, what we found outrageous briefly, say 10 or 20 years ago, we now say, ho-hum, so what? Mm. We, we all become very desensitized. It's amazing. That's correct. Yeah, you're using the right word there, mm. uh, desensitized. Mm. Mm. Now, I've, I've mentioned uh, whether we should or should not have a TV. I think it is good to have a TV. And certainly when our children were being raised by my wife and I, we did show them things on the TV. And sometimes we would explain what's going on uh, before sort of shutting it down because what we're trying to do is to train them for wise autonomy. Mm. And now they've all grown up, they're all in the faith. I'm not worried about what they watch now because they, they can govern themselves un- under the headship of Christ. And that's okay. exactly what we want. Okay. Uh, having said that, I uh, do have uh, a friend, uh, she and her husband, they they treat the television like any other household appliance, like a food mixer. 
Mm. And so they they keep it in the cupboard, Nick, and they bring it out when they need to use it, and then they put it away again. It's a very interesting thought. Whereas, well, even here in the studio, there's a giant TV on the wall, and our TVs they they just are so pervasive in our homes now. They're you know they're on all the time. You know, people leave the TV on when no one's watching it. It's, that's it's right. Quite silly. Yeah, that's that's right. Um, I mean, you already mentioned this, but I was going to ask you uh, this uh, question, and uh, you gave already the example. You know, mm. you're uh, being responsible. Mm. You know, mm. with this. But how can an individual Christian mm. manage the media responsibly? Yes. Well, we need to govern ourselves, and there are some wonderfully helpful scriptures in Deuteronomy chapter seven. It says, "Do not bring a detestable thing into your home." or you, like it, will be set apart for destruction. It's a very sobering verse of Scripture, mm. Deuteronomy 7. Do not bring a vile thing into your home, or you, like it, will be set apart for destruction. And then King David, writing in Psalm 101, says, I will set before my eyes no vile thing. Very, very helpful. Uh, he's governing himself there. Uh, and the Scriptures also say, without holiness, no one will see the Lord. So if we want to see the Lord, we need to make sure that we are living holy lives. It's up to you and me, Nick, to decide what we put into our minds, what we're feeding on, what we are being influenced by. And you've asked a question about the individual there. We need to stop behaving as individuals. That's the key. Mm. If, If we behave in a corporate manner, that is with Christ beside us and with our family beside us or our friends beside us, would they be pleased to see what it is that we're looking at online or on the television? Because it's often when we're on our own, no one else is around, no one else will be watching, that we can fall into temptation. And so when we think about the cloud of witnesses in the book of Hebrews, and when we think about the fact that we, no man is an island, as the old poem says, mm. and we're part of the wider body, not only of believers, but also the wider community, we need to start behaving in that corporate manner, not just saying, my body, my mind, my rights, but recognizing that we are, we are one as God's people, and we are the body of Christ, and we need to start behaving in a way which is honoring not only to him as head, but to our brothers and sisters in the faith. That's great. Even though uh, we are responsible for our own uh, individual choices. But um, unfortunately, David, we live in a very individualistic society. Mm -hmm. And... uh, so often, you know, uh, we kind of just shut the door uh, behind us and we are in our own uh, yeah. bubble. We don't care about others or the influence mm-hmm. uh, media can mm-hmm. have on other people. Yeah. And just uh, on this one, a little bit of news from here, from Adelaide. Uh, yes. uh, I heard that uh, we have um, a new governor here. Yes. And uh, can you share a little bit on yeah, that? I've been following this in the media because firstly, the media quite rightly reported that she has made her promises in service of the Queen of Australia, and she did so with reference to God. So that's a matter of personal choice, personal faith, Mm -hmm. and I'm very pleased that she wanted to mention God in the process. So that was covered in the paper. No sooner had that happened, Nick, no no sooner is she in office and she's in trouble because someone writes into the advertiser and complains about the fact that she has given her allegiance to the Queen of Britain. Well, of course, it's not the Queen of Britain, it's the Queen of Australia. They should understand that for a start. And then, uh, oh, how lamentable that someone in public office would mention God. Well, uh, isn't the governor, like anyone else, entitled to have their personal faith? Uh, and, of course, Nick, the Queen was crowned in a Christian ceremony, prayed mm, for, mm. Uh, anointed, and given a copy of the Holy Scriptures uh, in order to shape her rule and reign. So it's entirely coherent with the coronation ceremony all those years ago 
that our state governor, who is the Queen's representative after all, would not only give her allegiance but do so in a manner where God is honoured in the process. Yeah, that's so true. And this is where media can get off rail mm. a bit and just mm. do the things which they think is right yes. and influence because through media uh, in these days you can influence uh, masses mm. of people mm. and uh, I, I don't need to give any examples you know yeah. but uh, uh, I think yeah, you need to be uh, fair to recognize the mm. context yeah. and uh, as you just said here I mean everyone it's uh, free I mean we're, we're still thought that we live in a country which was Christian based, yeah. based country yeah, yeah. not anymore probably people don't recognize that mm, uh, more, mm. more and more secular but mm. still uh, exactly. it's a free choice to mention that I mean you can't just take away from from people that yes. free choice and of course we can use the media and Faith FM as an example of that and the internet also can be used for good or evil so let's start using it for good but I'm delighted that the advertising newspaper which allowed this somewhat scurrilous comment about the governor was able to find room for someone else during the week to rebut the argument. In fact, there was a letter today, and we'll see if they'll print my letter that I sent in today, uh, tomorrow. (laughs) All right. David, thank you so much for joining us again. May God bless you, and uh, wherever you go, stand for the truth in in all aspects. Uh, Let's follow God. Amen to that. Faith FM and Mount Gambier Seventh-day Adventist Church would like to invite you to Take My Heart, an inspirational journey through the word and song filled with praise and inspiration. You're going to love it. Take My Heart is being held on Saturday the 16th of October at 3pm at Mount Gambier Seventh-day Adventist Church, 63-65 Sutton Town Road. To reserve your place, contact Louise on 0428 291 229. That's 0428 291 229. Welcome back to Faith FM Drive Time Big Q&A. That indeed also, if you live in the, um, uh, how it's called that, uh, I think it's called Limestone Region. Uh, or limestone it, Coast? Or li- li- limestone, limestone Coast. Coast. I'm the newbie and I've got ah, to tell you. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But if you're living in, in that area, you know, around Mount Gambier, you know, you you should not miss this uh, wonderful yeah. um, uh, time uh, uh, with uh, Marsha Williams, and she has an amazing story to tell, and she's a very talented musician. She is. Absolutely, mm. I will uh, encourage you to make sure that you go to that um, uh, concert uh, Saturday afternoon. And uh, Tracy, just um, a bit earlier, we said that we have a very good offer for um, today. And you should not miss this one. Now, this is in a, in a quite a bit higher range of, you know, uh, it's, uh, uh, it's a valuable, uh, uh, piece of, uh, literature. Yes. Um, one of our more expensive resources. That's correct. Yes. And it's called Screen Deep. Mm. Now, that goes along with what we are sharing about uh, media here. Um, if you'd be so kind uh, as to silence your phone, turn off your iPod, um, iPad, whatever you say it, um, and put down the remote, the author Scott Monischeff has a word to share with you about media and culture. Whether you are on the high end of the spectrum for media consumption or completely unplugged and electronically baffled, 
you'll appreciate this um, uh, smart look at the contemporary media and culture with a Christian perspective. Screen Deep takes a closer look at the impiled messages that popular culture propels into our world every day. Now you need to send a, a text message to the number which we provide. Uh, it's it's zero four double eight double eight zero eight double one with the code SA twenty. Make sure that SA twenty stays together, no space in between, uh, because sometimes our uh, not so smart uh, bot may not recognize that. Um, Again, the number is zero four double eight double eight zero eight double one, and the offer is screen deep. This can be yours free of charge, no obligation. All right, Tracy, we are coming back to our um, discussion, and uh, uh, this week we've been talking about media and the life of the Christian. And specifically, we want to talk about how we might deal with areas in which we might fall down. You know, we may have some short <laughs> shortages there. Um, and how we might gain the victory over areas in which we have a problem. Mm. Now, uh, what do you think about where we are at, as Christians and generally in society? When it comes to media, can you share with us a bit, uh, Tracy, in this regard? Sure. I think I think David um, uh, had a bit to say on this too about the current our current state of media, and uh, he talked about the whole desensitizing that's taken mm. place. I think in in my life, so I'm in my fifties, and you know when I think about what was risque on TV years ago, that's just so bland and every day these days it's just uh, seems as the time goes by there's just been an increasing um, um, how do I say it uh, we're just uh, less concerned mm. and, and more let it all be out there now if I think about something they, they, some uh, as David says desensitized the, uh, uh, yeah yeah, yeah mm-hmm. absolutely absolutely but if I think about specific things uh, let's just think about swearing and blaspheming. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even even the way you're talking about God was used many years ago. Um, you know, where 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 now we know that Jesus gets used as a as a curse word. Mm. You know, uh, as a comma yeah. so often, and 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 swearing as a comma in 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 many films, etc. Uh, nudity that's pretty standard. These days, on-screen sex, that's mm. pretty standard. Mm. Violence, very mm. standard. All of these things. And there's also normalizing of lifestyles that don't line up with God's guidelines. I noticed that um, when the whole um, gay marriage debate thing came through, it was almost like there were um, insurance companies, banks, everything that had all of their um, advertising lined up that it, it almost like we kind of had that ruling come down and the week later there were um, ads that suddenly mm. changed to, to have two guys 
obviously in a in a household with their baby and all of this kind of thing, you know. And so there's um, gay relationships portrayed on mm-hmm. in 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 uh, in programs so much more these days. So so there is just so much of that normalising taking place, um, and 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 people might kind of say, well. Yeah, but, you know, um, do we need to get all extreme about that? Um, I was actually, the the headlines um, uh, called my attention this week to the fact um, there is, Netflix has um, a show called Squid Game, which is one of their biggest series launched. It's got more than 11 million viewers. Wow. And a Sydney primary school has asked parents to stop their children from watching this show over concerns they may take some imp- inspiration from the screen to the playground. So in this show, it's a, it's a nine-episode fictional Korean thriller about hundreds of distressed characters competing in deadly children's games for mm. a chance to escape severe debt. They're... They end up, there's only one person escapes with a $51 million prize, but those who lose, they all, they all lose their lives as well. And what they're having problems with, and this is probably why the Sydney teacher was actually at pains to make sure she spoke to, um, alerted parents about this, is that so in London, uh, they're having problems with that. They've also had to speak to parents about that. They've said uh, children who are watching this are being exposed to graphic, realistic scenes of violence, and sadly, children are acting out these behaviours in the pr- playground. So right. they were saying, you know, whoever lost their game, the the, the children were pretending to shoot them. Wow. And also in Belgium, they're having the same problems. Uh, Belgium school forced to threaten students with punishment um, if school schoolyard games inspired by the series continued because in their games the students who lose they'd got punched wow so these are you know um current events current actual things where we can see children being influenced by what they're watching and that's a worldwide thing that's taking place so there's no question that we need to be very careful about media wow absolutely so unless we set our lives uh, I mean, to live uh, to live our lives um, differently, we will be swept uh, up in the same thoughts and temptation as everyone else. I mean, you talk about children here mainly, but I believe adults are caught into Absolutely. all sorts of things, you know, uh, through the media. Absolutely. Or I talked about, I went through that whole list of, of things, you know, the swearing, nudity, sex, violence, normalizing of lifestyles. Mm. Well, that changes our viewpoint mm. on things it changes our filters it changes what we think is okay you know um unfortunately sin is our natural state and and we know that we know from what the bible says about adam and eve in in the garden now they had the opportunity to have only a knowledge of of good that's mm. what the lord wanted for them but um because they didn't trust him they chose uh, the other and they ended up with um, a knowledge of good and evil which is is what's in our DNA now which we have to work against you know and and I think Paul put it 
explained it really well, this struggle that, that we have in Romans seven fifteen to 23. And I've chosen the New Living Translation to actually read this from because I think it actually brings it out and makes it more easily understood. He says, I don't really understand myself for I want to do what is right, but I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. But if I know that what I'm doing is wrong... This shows that I agree that the law is good. So I'm not the one doing wrong. It's the sin living in me that does it. Mm. And I know that nothing good lives in me. So he's acknowledging this. That is in my sinful nature. I want to do what is right, but I can't. I want to do what is good, but I don't. I don't want to do what is wrong, but I do it anyway. But if I do what I don't want to do, I'm not really the one doing wrong. It is sin living in me that does it. I have discovered this principle of life that when I want to do what is right, I inevitably do what is wrong. Mm -hmm. I love God's law with all my heart, but there is another power within me that is at war with my mind. This power makes me a slave to the sin that is still within me. But, you know... Somehow we have to master that. It's not good enough for us to say, well, even Paul says it's not me, it's the sin that's living in, yep. in me. You know, we, we must liberate ourselves from that. And God asks us to do that. In John fourteen 15, we've got that. He says, if you love me, keep my commandments. Absolutely. And you know what I would like to say here, uh, Tracy, uh, through that beautiful passage you, mm-hmm. you just uh, um, draw our attention to, uh, is that... Paul, it's, it's saying here, okay, uh, I do the things which I don't want to do, you know, because this flesh is, you know, wicked. Uh, but what he is telling us actually is to persevere, mm-hmm. is not to just uh, give up and say, okay, but I can't do it. Yes. No, this is the fight. Actually, God is setting us on, on this one. He paid the price for us all in terms of sin generally but he wants us to experience victory in our lives small sometimes could be small and big whatever but we should persevere Mm. in for the change Mm. now um but it's not true that um, it says in the Bible that it is impos- impossible, you know, to keep the commandments, you know, because you just mentioned here, saying, you, yeah. you, you see, you mentioned here, um, in the passage you read uh, from Rom- Romans, you know, uh, Paul is virtually saying that, uh, uh, yeah, it is impossible to keep the commandments. And so I think this is a way many people just give up, you know, as I, I just mentioned, mm. uh, it's very easy to, to give up on, on this. Yeah. What's, what's your uh, further thought on this? Yeah, if you, if you read that incorrectly and you don't read um, across the Bible, you might take that that understanding from that particular um, script. But he's also, if you if you listen carefully, he's also saying, you know, but, but the law is good. Mm. Um, uh, I'll just... Um, Alert the the readers to something that Peter had to say in one Peter two one one to two. Therefore, laying aside all malice, and the therefore is about he was previously talking about having purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit. So he's talking about the newborn uh, Christian. Um, he's saying, therefore, laying aside all malice, all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and all. Evil speaking, as newborn babes desire the pure milk of the word, that you may grow thereby. 
if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is gracious. So Peter, one of the disciples, you know, they're not saying, yes, we know it's hard. Just go to God and ask for forgiveness. We're told to confess mm. our sins. Mm. But we're also told, you know, we're given the instruction to persevere, to, to work, to put these things aside. Now, I've used the word work, but that's um collaborating if you like with with the spirit not resisting the 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 promptings of the spirit and John 14:15 to 31 so i i said earlier it says if you love me keep my commandments um but it goes on to say and i will pray the father and so this is jesus speaking i will pray the father and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. So God has given us the commandment to keep his commandments, but he said, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to give you a helper. I'm sending the Holy Holy Spirit as as your helper. So it, And he hasn't left us an orphan. It's not like we are struggling on our own side. Sometimes you get people who perhaps are not born again Christians, not baptized in the spirit, and they may be just struggling on their own. And that's when you get tired and defeated Christians. Um, where the spirit's reigning, there is freedom from sin mm. and sla- slavery, but we must let the spirit Rain right. in, our, in our lives. So, two Corinthians three seventeen to eighteen says, "Now the Lord is a spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty." So, so we shouldn't be, you know, in bondage to these things. Yes, that's not where you know that's not the the end game. But we all, with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image. From glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. So we're being um, we're being um, prompted to walk in the Spirit and therefore have that liberty. Absolutely, that's that's so true, Tracy. Now I think that is time to take a short break uh, here. But just before. Um, uh, the break and we'll, we'll play a, a beautiful song here. I'd like to take a couple of messages here. Now, uh, uh, Michael, you may refer to, yeah, to another program which we have on, uh, on Faith FM. And the message goes like this. Why do you have a program called H2O about the environment, uh, and uh, saying, um, the world, uh, saving the world or, or saving the world? Yeah. Um, at the same time, saying that Jesus is coming soon. Um, and that's very true, uh, Michael. Jesus is coming soon. Now, I'm not an envi- environmentalist, uh, necessarily, uh, but I still believe that we should be uh, responsible for uh, looking after the environment, even though I agree with you 100%. Um, we live in a time when uh, people are trying to save the world. And I must say this, we are not able to save the world. It's only God, you know, who take care of the world. But in the Bible says that Jesus will come. And when Jesus will come, it will be the destruction of this world. Now, uh, before uh, many, many, you know, hundreds and thousands of years before God instructed us how to take care of this world and we destroyed it. We exploited it. We did all the wrong things. And now we are kind of trying to wake up to save the world 
uh, when God says that I'm coming to put an end uh, to the world. And I understand the, the message. And also, yeah, the other message saying, is Jesus coming to fix the world? Definitely. I believe Jesus has come to fix all the problems, particularly will, the sin. Who will ultimately fix this world because we know that there will be a new world created, yes, eventually. Yeah, but that, look, I appreciate uh, those people who are uh, really looking thinking, after the they? They're thinking. That, yeah, that's, environment. That's good. And, yeah. yeah. Beautiful. Hey, we are going to take a, a break with a song here, More Like You. Let's listen to this one and we'll be back shortly. Please stay with us. find out download the free faith fm app for your smartphone or tablet to see our full daily schedule of programs and music this program has been made possible by the support of adventist world radio and we welcome you back to faith fm drive time bq a with nick rita and our co-host today is tracy papandreou we are uh, talking about uh, a uh, beautiful, uh, beautiful topic today. Uh, how do I handle mistakes? How uh, to grow in media responsibility? And uh, Tracy, um, just before the break, you know, we we were talking about uh, the the impact 
of uh, media mm. and how exposed we are and the children and adults you know no no discrimination here yeah. um but it seems um, so hard for us to be able to um, to do that i mean to let's say to control mm. um our natural uh, man seems often uh, to be so um strong you know but uh, you know uh, do you have some uh, advice um, about how we might be able to more success in letting the spirit reign not our carnal as you you quoted from you know paul uh, even though we fight hard sometime and we realize that we cannot do it what's the alternative yeah we've got to let the spirit reign haven't we and um the 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 scripture that i quoted before we went to the break was 2 corinthians 3:17 to 18 and it talks about where the spirit reigns there is liberty so there's freedom we're not we're not we don't have to be in bondage to all of these things that we don't want to do and it also talks about um beholding as in a mirror the glory of the lord and being transformed into that same image from glory to glory by the spirit of the lord so i believe that that's giving us an instruction there in that it's important for us to beholding be beholding god and his word um because you know what we behold we become you know um when we're growing up we spend time with our parents mm. and often um you know there there's so many um habits uh maybe you know the way we phrase things will be the same because we've picked up things from from people who've been around us also too it was interesting um I've uh, been listening to a guy and I've, I've completely his name escapes me right now but he put a book together called The Power of Habit. Right. And he talked about uh studies that were done in 1972 there's a world famous study called the Marshmallow study mm-hmm. where they brought ch- children in and they said they gave they put them in uh, they put in front of them a single marshmallow and they said if you wait 10 minutes you'll get two mm. but you have to not eat that marshmallow at all and the the teacher went out of the room or the researcher went out of the room and they worked out that um there were a, a, a certain percentage of children i think it was like 15% who were able to actually resist and when um they followed them up they found that in their life they were actually more successful etc they you know with their work studies uh relationships mm-hmm. um and they actually said that the the children who had success they had decided ahead of time that they were not going to do it they were going to wait because they wanted the two marshmallows and one even went as far as to say he um uh viewed the marshmallow with a ring of fire around it and he then saw himself eating two at once when he got his reward wow. right so i i can i get a couple of things from that w- the way our brain works we need to actually decide ahead of time what how we're going to mm-hmm. handle situations mm. so that when we're put in those situations we're pre prepared if you like we 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 can practice what our response is is going to be and we need to focus on what that reward is going to be and the reward is going to be 
that we will be with the Lord in eternity. Right. So I think that's um, um, important. One of the things I also found from that study with the children was that it made a difference to the children if they felt they could trust the researcher. If And what they did, they did some prep work where the researcher said, if you ring this bell, I will come. Mm. And, uh, and for the researcher's, um, who had come when the children rang the bell. Well, when they did the marshmallow thing, the children expected that they would get the two marshmallows if they did the right thing. Mm-hmm. Where when they had, um, a researcher who actually didn't come when they did that pre, you know, that pretest, well, that, that was harder for those children to actually yes. follow through. So what I took from that too is it's important for us to trust the person telling us about the reward that we will get. And in okay. this instance, it's our God mm-hmm. telling us that when we live the life that he wishes us to live, when we, when we let the spirit reign, that is when we can be sure of of our reward, our life in eternity with him. All right, absolutely. Are there some practical steps that you might suggest? Yeah, sure. I mean, because some of that might all seem very theoretical. Mm. I think time with God is really, really important. Daily time with God where we're meditating on the word, where... um, Looking at what that reward is for mm-hmm. us, um, we're looking at God who's telling us that we can do these things. We're looking at the word that's telling us that we've got this help. So we need to also be st- spending time in prayer and recognizing that this is a spiritual fight. So Ephesians 6.12 tells us, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wicked." in the heavenly places so we know that it's it's a spiritual war we need to recognize the help that we have in the spirit and mm. call on it in 1 Corinthians 10:13 no temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man but god is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able but with the temptation will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it so we know that it's possible and that god wants to help us through that. I think you've got to be honest about your weaknesses. You know, um, if you know that you're weak in an area, well, the devil knows you're weak in that area yes. as well. And yes. that's where he'll be he'll be trying to to tempt you. And I've talked about this before, Nick, about um, I, I read a book called, uh, well, I can't remember what it was called, but it talked about walking far from the line. And what that was about is we tend to want to walk as close to that line as we possibly can. You know, we know that crossing the line is the wrong thing, but we want to go as close Mm. as we can, you know. Um, But what that does, it sets us up that if we're tempted and we fall, we're going to fall over that line. So we need to get into the habit of living our lives far from the line. So when we are tempted, if we fall... We're not going to cross over those lines. And I, you know, would think about, you know, somebody, um, in the temptation of adultery and stuff like that, you know. Um, sometimes it's good to have an accountability partner for certain things. You know, once you've actually said to another person, I'm working on this. I want you to hold me accountable. Can we hold each other accountable? Then that makes a difference when you know you've got to tell somebody about it. Yeah. Also, too, we we need to remove things from our life which lead us close to temptation. And we come back to media. 
we see all of these images, things we're taking in. I actually had to take a TV fast Okay. I said to myself, and it wasn't, I was just watching too many documentaries and Mm -hmm. staying up too late that was not good for my health. And I just said, you know, I'm addicted to this. I need a month off, you know. So I'm actually even considering not buying a TV when I eventually get around to having furniture. But um, I like the idea how uh, uh, Debbie said a bit earlier that some people use it as an appliance, you know, keep it in the cupboard closet. somewhere. <laughs> yeah. You've also got to remove yourself from situations where images may tempt you. You know, I've some, you need to think about what films you look at. And, and I've found myself sometimes if, if, if a film moves into scenes that, that I know will tempt me, I will turn the turn mm, the thing off mm. or, or I'll flip channels for a little while. Okay. Um, we need to be careful which dog we're feeding the most. This is an American Indian proverb says, inside of me there are two dogs. One is mean and evil and the other is good and they fight each other all the time. When asked which one wins, I answer the one I feed the most. Right. So, so temptation true. is, you know, so true. like that. Absolutely. But some people, uh, Tracy, might think um, it is a bit extreme to do those things, you know, like to remove the TV, um, you know, and um, they might feel uh, like, you know, uh, doesn't go well with with their and the time we live in. Mm. I mean, what would you like to say in this regard? If we're living the Christian life, because of how fast society has strayed from God's counsel, well, we are going to seem weird. That's just, that's maybe an, an indication of whether your life is actually lining up with, um, God's, God's word. Um, 1 Corinthians 2.14 says, but the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God for are they for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. But we're also told in Matthew five twenty eight thirty, 28, if your right eye causes you to sin, pluck it out and cast mm. it from you. For it is more profitable for you that one of your members perish than for your whole body to be cast into hell. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and cast it from you. For it is more profitable for you that one of your members perish than for your whole body to be cast into hell so you know that's here we're like what do we need to get out of our lives mm. so yeah absolutely Tracy now time is going very fast again uh, today but before we are coming with some thoughts uh, you know uh, to bring it together to conclude I would like to mention again this beautiful offer which we have for today it's called Screen Deep and uh, it's a wonderful uh, book um which you can have it uh, in your hands if you send us a text message on zero four double eight double eight zero eight double one. Now we mentioned uh, before about this uh, book, Tracy. That um, um, it's um, you know it's time to put aside you know maybe the remote control and uh, um, the I pods and all those things and take a look a little bit on uh, what's going on in uh, in life and the author of this uh, uh, book uh, Scott uh, uh, Moncrief I think it's his name uh, is very good uh, on this and uh, showing you know um, uh, even whether you are on the high end of the spectrum of media consumption or completely unplugged and electronically baffled um, I mean, the author said that you'll really appreciate uh, this uh, book uh, because it talks about the um, contemporary media and culture and uh, with a Christian uh, obviously perspective. Now, this book uh, explains 
explores everything from American Idol to uh, Lost My Space to People magazines, uh, revealing the um, subtle and oh, so obvious messages they send us. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, we, even if we don't realize that uh, we encapsulate, you know, um, whatever we see um, on the screen. Um, about, the such, uh, about such things, you know, as um, consumerism, celebrity obsession, greed, um, and image, you know, people are obsessed with that um, your good image and so on and so forth. Each compelling chapter will leave you thinking about the views of pop culture and whether they square with our um, square or contradict a biblical perspective, mm. and that's where we are trying uh, Tracy to um, yeah to bring a, uh, an alternative, you know. And let's uh, bring it a little bit together in, in a few minutes, if we can. Maybe two three minutes we have left here, uh, Tracy. Um, how can you bring it together? Okay, I think you know part of our title was today. It was how do I handle mistakes? I think you know. You recognize that we're all weak. We all have areas that we're weak in, um, but it's not about just falling over again and again and getting back up. It's it's also about what strategies do I need to mm. put in place to help me to not fall over. Be aware that you're going to be tempted. It's not if, you are going to be tempted. Yes. And the devil knows what your weaknesses are. So you get proactive and you put those reinforcements in, in, in place. 2 Corinthians 10, 4 to 5 says, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God, for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience mm. of Christ. And our thoughts become our actions. Our actions become our habits. Our habits become our life. Absolutely right. Hey, Tracy, can I ask you to um, to close with a word of prayer? Sure. Dear Heavenly Father, um, we just thank you, Father, for the opportunity to speak for you, Lord. And uh, we all are weak, Lord, but we know that in you we can be strong and we need to let the Spirit reign. Father, I pray for ourselves and our listeners that uh, your Holy Spirit would really convict and open our eyes to where we need to make changes in our lives that we might be freed from the bondage of of slavery of sin and we can do that your word tells us that we can do that through you I pray for all of our listeners and I just ask for us to come into a deeper more holy relationship with you day by day in Jesus name Amen. Amen. Our time is up for today. Thank you for joining Nick Rita and Tracy Papandreou today. Uh, please join again next time when we are going to talk about the new birth uh, and the work of the Holy Spirit. I'm leaving you with a beautiful song, but also with this ad about uh, um, a program going on here in South Australia. God bless you. Faith FM and Mount Gambier Seventh-day Adventist Church would like to invite you to Take My Heart, an inspirational journey through the word and song filled with praise and inspiration. You're going to love it. Take My Heart is being held on Saturday the 16th of October at 3pm at Mount Gambier Seventh-day Adventist Church, 63-65 Sutton Town Road. To reserve your place, contact Louise on 0428 291 229. 
That's 0428 291 229.